Hi, my name is Zach Rich from WTSR, and I'm here with Moonroof today. What's up? Hey, what's up? My name is Dave. I'm the lead singer of Moonroof, and I'm happy to be here. Happy for you to be here, too. How are you doing today? I'm doing pretty well, honestly. The weather's not so bad. Um, yeah. You know, Rona kind of sucks, but, you know, got to keep on moving forward. <laughs> yeah. We're going to start off here with your most recent track, Magazine. When I was listening to this track, I really couldn't help but recognize that there was, it was built a little differently. It's more in line with an indie pop style sound, something you might hear on the radio nowadays, like the 1975 or Coin or a band along that style. How do you approach this track differently compared to others? Well, it's uh, it's pretty funny. I've always, my favorite band is actually the 1975. And I've always wanted our music to fit with that kind of genre. But it just never really went there, I guess. Because I don't know if it was like our differences or anything. But finally, uh, I just sat the guys down like, hey, like we kind of want something that could be radio friendly and everything. And so magazine popped out, and uh, thank you for saying it reminds you of the 1975. So I just want to say that. That was literally, yeah, that was the first band I thought of. That's actually my favorite band, too. So. Oh, that's awesome. So I was just noticing, like, obviously, since you've also been getting some airplay around certain, like, local radio stations, I know Alt 104.5 and a few others in the region have been picking you up. So I don't know if that was, like, a big styling for you getting some more spins there honestly it's an honor for anyone that like plays us but it's like it's really cool to have our local radio station play us just because like a lot of my friends are from the area and they hear it and they tell me they heard it so it's like oh man that's crazy but anywhere like any spotify playlist or anybody just that just saves it it's an honor so that's good yeah and um, i mean was there like any particular vision with this radio friendly single? Did you imagine this kind of like being like a new direction for the band or a certain breakout as like exposure to a new audience or? Uh, yeah, I mean, of course. Um, so a lot of our friends actually still talk about the song that we made, Honey, Honey, but we'll talk about that later. But like, I wanted, I'm more of a hook guy. So like when I made Magazine, the hook just really was catchy and it was really easy to sing. Our music video, um, we released a music video and we did a quarantine video and we put out who wants to be a part of it. And we had so many responses and everything and people just sang the song and we put it all together and it was an amazing experience. Yeah, I can only imagine. I mean, quarantine forcing you into creative <laughs> directions and just yeah. trying new stuff for your music. <laughs> I was just, yeah, wondering if like, it, want, it was going to symbolize like a new direction for the band or a well, new kind of sound you're exploring. I I honestly believe we're going in that direction. Like I, I really feel like it because the songs that we're writing right now, they have a similar sound to Magazine more than our other songs. Yeah, and I mean, that makes sense. It, it seems like definitely based on the progression of your tracks, obviously I listened through your whole catalog going from stuff from Honey Honey all the way to Magazine, you kind of transformed into kind of evolving that style into more of a radio-friendly indie pop, throwing in a bit of uh, synth instrumentation here, a little lighter on the riffs, things here and there. Yeah, you have it right on the ball, honestly. That's what we 
like when we make our music we want the music to speak for itself but like simple is better does that make sense yeah so yeah that's like the direction that we're trying to go we're actually like in the studio right now because i feel like that's what you can do during quarantine and we're like making we're trying to make a couple more songs and an ep so yeah be on the lookout <laughs> yeah all right so moving on to the next track here what inspired you to write the track trojans were there any particular bands i mean we already mentioned the 1975 but were there any other bands that influenced your sound or was there a certain kind of theme you were trying to hit with that track so we always like joke around that a lot of the bands like that we like we just never like put it into our own music because like honey honey and trojans they're like more similar together and uh my one of my favorite bands is tudor cinema club and i was like thinking like maybe if that was the closest band I could think of, that's probably it. Yeah, and I mean, that makes sense. Obviously, they've been a band that's been around merging indie rock, alternative rock. Oh, yeah. A bunch of styles in the scene. Was there, like, a particular inspiration, like, lyrically or story-wise for you on this track also? It's, it's more like, so Trojans, like, you know... Um, a lot of people joke around that, like, they think it's, like, Trojans or is for, like, condoms. And I was like, yeah. I understand how you would think that because, you know, the song is about a girl. Most of our songs are about, like, relationships or whatever. So when I say Trojans, but I was also thinking, like, the Trojan horse. So because, like, you know, if you let someone in, but, like, you know, being fake or whatever, it's not real love or anything. But I thought it was clever. A lot of people are, well, not a lot of people, a lot of our friends actually just joke around it's about condoms. But yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, at least I see that it's pretty clever play on the Trojan horse term. And I, I can see that you're kind of like there, there's a surface level meaning and a oh, deeper yeah. meaning to some of your tracks. Oh, Am I course. getting that right? Yeah, yeah. I, I'm, we're, we're always trying to get a deeper meaning. I'll be honest, like that's uh, because I'm a silly guy. So I think at that time I was like, oh, Trojans, I hope they take it serious. But you know, I understand from different perspectives and everything, so yeah. Yeah, and I mean, that's obviously pretty important for a band like you who's really starting to gain traction on radio station. Having that point where it's accessible but rewards repeated listens. Yeah, I'm still, like, in awe, I guess, because it's, we'll get, like, random, like, DMs or, like, random people, like, finding us and, like, messaging us and, like, saying, oh, I found you guys through this and that. And we just love responding back on our Instagram and, like, Facebook. It means the world to us. Yeah, definitely. And moving into your other track here, what was the process like for writing Honey Honey? Okay, so this song really changed actually our band like how people viewed us because this song was like the first song that got played on radio 104.5 and a lot of other stations and the inspiration was that i wanted to make a radio jingle like i wanted to make something that would be in your head and like it's very hard to leave so i was like saying like honey honey don't you ever let me go like if i sang that like five times like to you, I feel like you would memorize it. And a lot of people actually memorize like our lyrics because they're like pretty simplistic and catchy. It's just a catchy song, I feel like. So yeah, that's what I was trying to yeah, get. Yeah, I can definitely tell there was more of a indie rock style. I guess that was an earlier track for your band back at the time. And I was, and I had looked at several other interviews you've done. 
you mentioned particular influences on this track, like Sixpence None the Richer and the Smiths. Oh, well, it's because our, our old guitarist, uh, Salucci, like, he actually moved to Hawaii. But, like, that's another thing. I think our sound changed when, like, we had new members because the original members are me and Dan. I'm the singer and Dan Rendine, he's the drummer. And then we added Danny Walsh and Julian Baseman. He plays bass, Danny is the guitarist. But we used to have Kevin Randolph and Nick Salucci, who is a bassist and guitarist. And like they brought like different styles because like Nick loved the Smiths and like he honestly loved like a lot of rock. Like that was like his thing. Yeah, so you shifted your sound a little more as new members came into the band. If I'm yeah, because I like like <laughs> it's kind of funny. Like I've always wanted to do like 1975 like synth pop stuff, but like we just like we're like so close and everything, but we just never like sat down and wrote a song like that. So as soon as we had new members, I was like, okay, well I have like more authority now, so let me let me do what I really want to do. And yeah, that's what happened. And so you sat down and created what was definitely a tonal shift for the band. Oh, yeah. Are there, are there any other notable stories behind any of the tracks we've discussed so far? Just Honey Honey was like, that was like our first like time getting recognition. Like actually some people from shows actually know us as the Honey Honey band, which is pretty funny. <laughs> like yeah. they don't even know our like name or anything or our band's name, but they say, oh, I saw them, the, the Honey Honey band. And I heard that and I, I talked to someone random and they didn't know I was in the band, but I was like saying like, oh, that was us. And they were like, oh, no way. That's what, it's kind of cool. Like in magazine, like that sound made Moonroof what it is today. And I really hope like the new songs just keep on continuing. There's a band called Japanese House. And I feel like that's what our new songs like kind of sound like too. Yeah, definitely. Are there any other like notable stories with like production or style that you want to mention for any of the three tracks that you've submitted? Um, yeah, we actually did a magazine with uh, a guy named Justin, and we found him through like I guess like Instagram and everything. But the person that we're working with right now with the new songs is the pr same person who made Honey Honey. Uh, that's at a, a studio called Morningstar Studios right in uh, Norristown. So that's what's been going on so far. Like I said, we can't really do shows, of course. Uh, we've been doing small acoustic shows, which has been actually a lot of fun. Like not big crowds or anything, but we've just been playing which, to get our feet wet again. And then we've just been trying to make songs and everything. So we have everything to release out so people can still listen and enjoy. Yeah, yeah. And that definitely makes sense. So we'll start to shift here. What's your favorite track to play that you've recorded? Oh, um, my favorite track to play is definitely Honey Honey. Just because like we, we it goes like pretty hard live because like when we just like sing loud and everything, it's like at the end and then people get into it and that's the song that people really bob their head to. Yeah, and you can draw a whole lot more energy to this yeah yeah because magazines sound so cool like on on like spotify everything but it's just kind of hard to make it sound like how it is so usually what we do is that i sing the falsetto and then danny he sings as well he sings like the normal layer which gives it like that little effect you know what i mean yeah and that definitely that definitely makes sense i mean i know synth pop is definitely not an easy genre to transfer over to the live setting but going for indie rock definitely can work a little smoother for certain artists so. yeah uh, as a bit of a follow-up question here how has playing live music influenced how you record music i mean obviously you've had some very notable gigs i mean 
you opened for Radio 104.5's birthday show. I mean, you played BB&T Pavilion. You were set to open for AJR this past winter. You opened for the Lumineers. You got a whole, a whole bunch of notable gigs that bands your size don't really have. How has playing those gigs of all sizes really influenced how you record your music? Honestly, so those shows were just like an amazing experience, first I have to say. Um, but like, honestly, I want music that fills the room like that. And I feel like that's what we are trying to do, like somehow, because I, I see a lot of bands nowadays, like, and this is where we're trying to get to at one point where like they have the full band and then they have someone like working like a laptop for the background noises to make the room echo still, you know? Yeah. So you're thinking, really want to do one you're day. thinking a lot of live first like so you're probably thinking when you're making music how is this going to translate into the concert setting oh of course yeah and i i mean i definitely understand that that kind of goal that obviously you're gonna have someone controlling background effects and i mean hey you you've already had some of those opportunities i mean playing bbnt pavilion with a uh, some of the biggest alternative names is it's nothing to scoff at Oh, it was, it was honestly, like, an honor. Like, I remember being backstage and seeing them just walking around like it was nothing, eating the food in the background at the buffet. And I was just like, oh, man. Oh, my yeah. goodness. <laughs> and they're just like, they're like, whoa. <laughs> like, the, the, um, I, I think I forgot. Like, the drummer of uh, one of the bands came up to me, and he ate, like, a scone off the buffet. And he was like, yo, this is, like, one of the best like desserts I've ever had and I was like and I was like too nervous to eat and I was like oh yeah no I got you man I was like and then yeah. he was like oh you have to try it and I was like okay so I ate it and I was like the only thing I ate before I went on stage but as soon as, the, as soon as our first song happened and I saw a lot of familiar faces in the front row and then I was just like it was like still the like the best experience like it was just like amazing and after the show I, I really didn't think it was gonna be like a people are gonna notice because they're not there for us but it was just honestly it was great to make fans it was good to like talk to people and like it was just honestly one of the best days of my life so <laughs> but yeah, that's gotta be an unbelievable experience for someone like you I mean you're playing what there's I mean 20,000 people there at that venue yeah people there for a whole ton of like huge huge names and music so i mean that's definitely big because you can also expose your sound and you definitely had some fits on the bill there and i can yeah. just imagine like that, i wasn't like, at that show but i could definitely imagine like how you wanted to play your sound there and uh, with all these big gigs you've had we practiced so much like i remember when we found out we got it we had like two months and like we almost practiced like every day it was just to the point like we practiced so much we practiced so much in our room and then as soon as we got there I was like testing yeah. our sound and I was like holy shit this is gonna be, yeah. oh, gonna be I didn't mean to curse my fault yeah you're good you're good that was um it was a life-changing experience and like being a band is really like kind of building a resume does it make sense yeah that that makes sense so everything that we do, like our Spotify numbers, our Insta, like, because it's kind of crazy. Like you would think like, oh, those are just numbers. Like who cares about, about the numbers? But a lot of venues actually like ask like, us like, or look at our profiles and say, oh, you have this or you have that or you have this. And it's like, we always write everything down. We have like a press kit and we had just have every detail. We should probably update it. But like, we have like every detail that happens. So it was like, 
So yeah, it's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, and that definitely makes sense. I mean, as someone who's also like who's also worked in our school with some of the with some of the shows, I mean, it definitely makes sense that idea of building a resume because one of the things we look at all the time is how many listeners does this person have, and like how many like how far is their reach really, and so having I mean the numbers you have what you're at 300,000 listeners on Honey Honey and 100,000 on Magazine is definitely impressive numbers. And I mean, you've landed the whole range, which is something that not a lot of bands can say. I mean, you've played big and small. You've done everywhere from Barbary to Xfinity Live to BBMT. You've hit everywhere, really. I mean, we, but that's like, it's just a goal to like, I, I mean, at one point I was just saying like, oh man, I always want to play stadiums, but you know, realistic, it's not realistic. So yeah. like whatever chance I get, like, especially now, like if I had to play in front of like 10 people or 20 people, I would totally do that. Like when we did the acoustic show, that was so, there was a lot more people than I, I than I expected, but it was a lot of fun. Like seriously, it, it just made me smile and I yeah. Won. Definitely. And moving on here to some more questions, just project-based. What does college radio mean to you? So that would be such an important question to Dan, um, our drummer, because he actually worked for Bloomsburg University's uh, college radio uh, with uh, our old bassist, Kevin. But college radio, honestly, I'm just pumped to be on radio for anyone because college students, like I listen to Bloom Radio. I had it in my car. So it's like any opportunity to share our music. And then if they're luckily, they just listen to it and be like, oh, what is this? It's a great experience for us, you know? Yeah, and I definitely see it as another real springboard for you. The next question, uh, how has the pandemic influenced your music or your processes? Well pandemic was actually terrible for us because like uh we run the band on i especially um do this full time so i've always like just looked out and like we planned so many shows for the spring and summer and we were supposed to play at some colleges speaking college radio colleges some high schools um some like festivals and everything because like our, our resume was getting better and everything. And as soon as like the pandemic hit, everything got canceled. Of course, it's none of their fault. It's, not, it's no one's fault, but it was just like a big letdown. So I was just trying to take some time and feel like, oh man, all that effort I tried to book us shows, it, it felt like it was for nothing. But I was thinking like, okay, it's not for nothing because like if I, use the we're music first you know we're musicians like first so we have to make the music you can't be a musician without the music so i was thinking in my head like if we make some awesome songs that people would just love then we'll still be a part we'll still be around you know there's like our our name won't die like no one's gonna like forget about us if we make some cool songs so that's what we've been playing in the background while this pandemic is going on yeah and definitely expanding your ideas have you felt like you've really delved somewhere you didn't expect musically during this pandemic like yeah i honestly think i've i got like a little more experimental and more like i guess you would say mature uh in a way like i'm still a goofball i'll be honest but 
I, I, I like to think of like, I still think, I still have like a theme. Like I feel like Moonroof has a theme and it's about like relationships, like, or it's like about like, it doesn't have to be with someone you love. It's just like people you meet back in there. Like, you know, they could be close. They could be like strangers, you know? And that's like our theme. So that's why I've been like writing all the lyrics about and what I want to experiment with. Yeah. And so I can definitely tell you, you've taken a different approach during the pandemic and things you wouldn't think before, I can clearly see. (laughs) Yeah. I think like when we were younger, I was just like, oh man, I really got to like, not like baby this, but I really got to like be safe with what I say. And now, now I'm just, I express everything on paper. I write it in my notebook and then I use what I want to, but there's some like things that people would be like, oh, like, are you sure you should uh, say that? Or like, whatever. I'm just like, yeah, well, it's coming from the heart. So, you know, that's, yeah. that's all I could say. <laughs> that definitely makes sense to make that kind of tonal and stylistic shift. So, uh, just heading out of here with a few more questions. What other projects do you have in the works and what are you excited about? Okay, so we're actually making a couple singles. I can tell you the name. So the name is First, that's one of them. And we're making an EP with that. And yeah, that's all we're really doing. We're actually just practicing and just writing, brainstorming new ideas. And that's all we're trying to do right now. So you've definitely been really productive. I mean, from what it sounds like, you've been throwing everything out there to just pump out a whole bunch of new singles. And I mean, you've definitely, it sounds like you've definitely adjusted. Well, we were lucky enough that we live very close to each other. Well, me and Dan are roommates. Danny was living with us too at one point. And we didn't really let the virus like affect our practices because I know a lot of bands, which I felt really bad, but a lot of bands couldn't practice with each other for like the longest time because of the whole pandemic. But we were lucky enough to actually practice. We did actually a lot of live streams. We have a live stream coming soon too. Like, you know, they're for benefits too. We only do live streams when it's actually like for benefits or anything, because I feel like it's just a good way to share the word and also play for something important. Yeah, and is there anything that you're excited about, like any new developments or something that you've seen in in your band, in Moonroof, or in music that you're just excited about? Well, so what I saw recently, okay, so I saw the Front Bottom show, and... uh, I was just there. I I literally am wearing that shirt right now from the drive-in show. Oh, no way. You were at the drive-in show? Yeah, I was at their Monmouth Drive-In show. Oh I yeah, I was in the and, I was in the Philly one. Dude, that's awesome. Seriously, it was actually like a lot of fun. Like I had a lot more fun than I expected because it was just like a good environment. Just as I know, like we were like still like separating everything, but like if we got an opportunity to play a show like that, I would not be disappointed at all. Like that was just like such a cool thing in the dark, like seeing them. Well, yeah. yeah, I mean, that that got me excited. That gives me hope that the shows would come back. Like, I know Philadelphia is trying to get everything open back up in February. So uh, that would be, like, the great thing. And we'll try to find more acoustic shows just to warm us up. 
That's what I'm excited yeah, for. You know, are there any other like developments in music or like with you guys or anyone else that you're just excited for? Honestly, I think everyone is just brainstorming. I really think people are either brainstorming for what's after next or they're just actually releasing music because there's a lot of bands like one of my other favorite bands they're called nightly um they've been releasing music left and right it, it was just there's a other band called wildlife they've been releasing music too like i'm excited just how people at this time they can give up like you know the pandemic like i, I won't even lie i was very discouraged at one point and i was just like man like why are why do this but, you know, when you dig deep and you love something, you're just going to keep on going forward. And I think that's what I'm excited for, because, like, if you really are passionate about this, then you don't just, like, give up when it gets hard. So, yeah, yeah. definitely. And I mean, it's all a bunch of buildup at this point. I'm, I'm sure you can't wait to, you know, go out and bring your new material into the live setting and continue to go full blown promotion when this is all done. So. What else I'm excited for is that, like, you know, we always had good, um, like, followers on Instagram and, like, just people that, like, hit us up. But during quarantine, they've been especially good. Like, they've been very supportive of everything. Like, I was doing covers, and I might continue them, actually. And then people were just saying, like, oh, do more, do whatever you can, like, all this stuff. And I was just like, wow, the support behind everyone was, like, can make someone cry you know? it's like yeah. it's like so nice of everyone to be like very supportive and like, these are people that just like they've been our like fans or followers and now they're just like saying they know it sucks for arts you know for anyone honestly but it sucks for definitely for people that work in like theater music like anything like yeah i don't want the arts to die at all so like this the people are what's going to keep it alive so that's awesome yeah and i definitely know firsthand i was working on booking some shows for the spring and i i ran in the same situation but hey i was definitely a little disappointed at first with things getting scrapped scrapped out but i'm excited like you, you said there's definitely a lot of potential and there's going to be some big opportunities once things can start to fully reopen up again oh yeah like if i thought i worked hard before then i like i'm if things when things open up i'm gonna go like super saiyan i'm gonna yeah. go like crazy <laughs> like i'll email like ten thousand emails like <laughs> I don't even know. Yeah. You gotta go ten times harder than yeah, ten times. I actually sent a thousand emails before and I was like looked at all the said things. I was like, oh my gosh. Yeah. All right. Wrapping up this interview here, is there anything or anyone you just want to give a quick plug or shout out to? I'll shout out oh man, because if I say someone's name, people are like, Oh, why didn't you say me? But okay, I'll shout out to, um, you know, to Nick Lucci, Kevin Randolph, they're in Moonroof and they're still a part of Moonroof deep down. You know, Dameron D's drummer, Danny Walsh is the guitarist, Julian Baseman's the bassist. And yeah, that's that's really who I want to shout out. Alrighty. Thank you so much for your time. Listeners, be sure to tune into WTSR 91.3 FM over the air online at WTSR.org or through the TuneIn app. This has been Zach Rich from WTSR 91.3 FM. 
telling you to open your mind.